welcome to another episode of Safari from Home. Today it's all about my first impressions when I came to Cape Town. Thank you for listening. Baby. Yeah. So what were your, your first impressions of Cape Town when you came here? Um, my very first impression was when we were driving back from the airport, mm-hmm. like the, what do you call it? It's not really township, is it? What's from the way to... Parts of the township, parts of it are <coughs> like f- flats. But so what are you talking about? Like, uh, it's more like the, like the, the shacks and the... The shacks, yeah. I'd never, I've never seen something like that before in real life. So that was uh, one of the first impressions that I got. What, are, what, are, what did you see? What are shacks? Like uh, those little houses, and it was all very dirty. There was a lot of rubbish lying on the so- side of the road. And I come from a from a country that is uh, that is famous for being having clean streets and stuff. Obviously, I've lived in London. I've seen that, um, but not in that extent. I haven't seen that in that so extent. So you're talking about the shacks that are made of of like sheets of metal yeah. and pieces of wood, and yeah. I've never seen that before. I've obviously heard about it before. Because I know that people have come to Cape Town to, to go on holiday, and they wouldn't mention that, because it's such a contrast. You see, you have like you, like people come in holiday, Germans come in holiday, and they go to like nice areas. They like they do road trips. They go down a garden route and stuff like that. They are obviously shocked, as much as I was, to see that because we don't. If you haven't traveled that much, you've never seen that before. So then what do you think when you see it? Um, it definitely left a, a, a mark in, in some way because I, I, I can't even tell you, like it made me very sad, but I was expecting that because I'd heard about it before, but still when you see it, it's very different. Um, and then, I mean, it's not like that's where you spend your time. Those are not the parts of Cape Town where you spend your time. No, but that's the thing, because it's still always present. Like, when you are in town, like, take the gu- the car guards, for example. Like, these people look after your car. So, we don't have that. <laughs> people look after after your car, and then you give them, like, how much does a car guard usually get when they... Well, it depends how long you're there for. Sometimes, if I'm just popping in and out of a shop for, like, 10 or 20 minutes, I'll give a car guard, like, two yeah. then. Sometimes, if it's... You know, if I'm out for longer, I'll give them more. It depends how long. For me, it depends how long I'm out for. Because because that is also like, I mean, it's not a lot of money um, to to give these people. And that was, you know, that, that to me, like, it's it's always present. It's always present. And I remember asking a few people that are from Cape Town that I met on my first day here, um, do you ever get used to this? Like, having people begging on the streets because I don't think you can get used to something like this and I remember this one incident when we went out for dinner and this lady came up to us and she must have been like 25 she looked a lot older you could see like she has had a really like difficult and hard life and she was holding a baby and I didn't know what to do because in that moment you just realize how privileged you are to have him grown up in a country where it's safe where even when your parents didn't have a lot of money, you were still safe and you still had food and all that. So that's that's very humbling and it teaches you a lot about yourself. I think us as South Africans have become 
desensitized to that because we see it all the time. We yes. see it all the time and we, I don't know, I think most of us are of understanding that, not that it's a nuisance, but it's, it's, it's like a, a strategy or something, you know? People are, are playing on your emotions, playing on your sympathy, and for people, for tourists coming through, they deeply play on your emotions because, like you said, you're not used to this kind of thing. You're like, oh, I must help these people, I must help these people. But a lot of there are other ways that you can help people, and they are taking advantage of that sympathy. What are what things are there that you can do to help these people? Because I think for me, um being being white european you i think that i'm sure there's loads of people like me who come here and and see that and want to do something but you don't know really what to do because you already realize that you've been so much more privileged in your life like you don't know what to do what is right without imposing on someone's personal you know on their space or on the culture or whatever like i don't know how to say it properly but it's 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 very difficult to to do the right thing well there's different organizations in cape town in south africa that support you know homeless people and people that are less fortunate various shelters that's that support people and by supporting those organizations you can help people or on the street to help people who are begging but there's you know there's there's like a uh uh, a link missing because it comes across as though you know people who are begging on the side of the street at traffic lights they're choosing to do that over going uh, over going a different route but through working with one of these organizations or or you know taking taking that kind of help a lot of it a lot of it you know is there's like these syndicates that operate where young kids are being forced to go and beg in the street and bring in a certain amount of money and pay like you know a boss mm. or a ringleader do you know okay. do you know what i mean see this is this, i mean we have a similar a similar setup in, in germany with you know beggars that come from um, the eastern european countries and i've heard stories where where people have their their like hands cut off or something so they they gain more sympathy from people and i know there is not an immediate solution to it but i just the like the the thing i can say is like i'm i'm supporting um a few organizations um not in south africa but but i am supporting um children's organizations in germany that uh, are children in in africa and I think it's it's always so difficult to do the right thing or say the right thing. Like I don't, like I have spoken to people that have been to Cape Town who were like, oh my God, like we, you know, we, we didn't really leave our hotel because we just couldn't, we just couldn't see this. I don't feel like that. You know, I, I do, I do think, and I, I would love to invite everyone to have that experience to just see people who are not as fortunate as you are because it humbles you so much and makes you think about your own privileges in life you know even if you can't do anything for that person right now you'll go home and you'll think about what you have and how you treat people and that everyone even like being a beggar on the street like i mean how hard must that be 
to be a woman with a baby to go out all day you probably just had that baby you are fucking tired because you just given birth you don't have a lot of food and then you go out and you beg and that whole like that feeling of of shame i can't even imagine like that you have to do that is to me and then people look at you you probably like oh my she would smell she's dirty or whatever you know like a woman my age if i saw a woman my age with a baby like that is just like you have to be so strong and desperate to do that and it's i have so much respect for these women going out because it's also dangerous you know to wander the streets and you have your baby with you like how can how can people say oh we just stayed in our hotel because we didn't want to see that what if you know what sorry if, <laughs> what if you found out that that was not actually the case that that was not that woman's baby that that woman got that baby from somewhere else or stole that child or said she was going to look after this child for the day or the afternoon while maybe the child's mother is at home and she took that baby as a strategy to gain sympathy I don't know what if but what is what her if, background is she like what, living in a rich house or like a nice were, house probably not but what if you exactly. what if you what if you found out that this woman actually makes quite a bit of money begging and that baby is her for lack of a better word her marketing strategy to no make idea. you feel sympathetic I don't know the cause. I don't know I respect every woman who makes money in whatever which way um so if that's her strategy because she wants I mean, a I'm better not, life I'm not I'm not saying it is or it isn't but what it's, if you found out that these kids begging on the side of the road, they put these blankets over their shoulders and when their night ends or their morning ends and they go off, they've got a backpack behind know. a wall somewhere. They put on, you know, decent clothes and... I, I don't know. I don't know. I I see this as my problem. I don't know. I'll, I'll, this is one of the things I won't get used to and I'm probably... I, I really don't know. Remember that time we were sitting, like we were out one night and we were sitting in the yes. in the stairs, <laughs> in the fast food joint. That was very funny, actually. And that kid came inside <laughs> yes. and begged us for, and you know, was begging from us. Yeah. And we said, no, we don't have anything on us to give you. And then he started shouting us, shouting at us and being rude and shouting at me, going like, is this the kind of man you want to be with? Is this your boyfriend? Hey? He's <laughs> yes. got selfish ease. I mean, that's... I know, I know. But still... That it actually <laughs> made me laugh. I mean, what's the <laughs> in hindsight? In he was like, "That's not that. That's that's a common occurrence where somebody who's begging asks you for money, and you say I don't have, and they turn around. The reaction is aggression. But maybe you're desperate. You know, we don't. Did he sound not... desperate, or did he just sound rude? I think you grow up differently if you grow up on the street. <laughs> but he was just like, he knew. The thing was, it was working. It was working on me. Because that's, you know, not on the <laughs> But it's, yeah. It's, I don't, do you think I'll ever get used to that? Probably not, so. Well, I think it's, it's sad. It's sad that we get used to it. I don't think I ever will. Do you know what I mean? And it's, <sighs> the, the problem is, the problem is that there are so many, I mean, it's not like there's an influx of homeless people in South Africa. There is, there are homeless people. It is a problem. But the sad thing is that between all those people that are using devices to manipulate your feelings to get something, there are people with real stories. Yeah. That really need help. But this... And 
because we so because we're desensitized, we say we might say no to everybody or say no to some people, mm. but say yes to the wrong people. I get you. I get you. Maybe I'll at least get a feeling of that. But I um my favorite my favorite um guy um is Gary. You know Gary. When no. you drive when you drive up to that road towards the shack, he he sells the hearts. Yeah, but this is clarify the shack is a bar in town. Yes, the shack is, is a is a really cool bar in town. In Zonebloom in the gardens area. Yeah. Um just past Cape Tech. And and whenever we drive up to, to gardens, that's the road that we take. So there's always um on most times, eighty percent of the time there's is Gary. And Gary is like this this maybe he's probably like fifty five or something. I'm sure he was thirty, but he actually just no sun beaten but he's just so nice and he's selling these hearts at mark do you know what the organization it's the is called? secret love project and i really like that like where wherever you go in cape town you always see those heart stickers we have them on the back of our car mark has them on the back of his phone and when you buy you when you buy the stickers at 20 rand um this gentleman um is printing them for homeless people and they get them for free and they also get the the they also get the profits of what yes. they're making in the hearts. So the Secret Love Project... Always buy them. ...makes Always. things. The stickers is one of them. If you see these hearts, <coughs> these these hearts around Cape Town and these crystals hanging from light poles, that's the Secret Love Project. Uh, this guy pays... He, he's, he pays for the production of these things and these stickers and homeless people or people that uh, that need to go collect stickers from him and they sell them. So they don't the, the the people collecting the stickers don't pay for them. They just take all the money and they go back. And if you want to support the cause, well it's one of the causes around Cape Town, you can donate to this fund to the Secret Love Project and help them produce stickers to support homeless people. I'm gonna I'm gonna link that in the bio. <clears throat> um it's my favorite favorite project. And we actually met the guy uh, yeah, we did. one night in in a bar. Uh totally random and we were talking about that and he was also on your radio show, wasn't yeah. he? Okay, now that um, I'm gonna link it in the in the in the thing in the bottom. <laughs> link <laughs> it in the thing. I think the, the thing in is the called thing the link. In the, yeah, <laughs> in the bottom under the podcast, and then you can um, you can you can donate uh, some money. Uh, it's a very good cause. I think that's it for today. Yeah, thanks, Sal. Thank you for having that conversation with me because I think people don't talk about it enough or don't clarify things enough. Thank you very much, Mark.